loving yourself is the most important thing you could possibly do in your life. And so many people don't love themselves. When you look in the mirror, who is it that's looking back at you? Aloha, beautiful soul, and welcome to this sacred space where the words create stories that are shared to inspire you and the feelings a voice to be heard by those who are a vibrational match for them. We are all one, yet we all have our own mission and purpose to fulfill as we are truly unique beings of love and light. At the bottom of your fears lies the growth that patiently awaits for you to be ready to shine your light unapologetically. Aloha, beautiful people, and welcome to a new episode of Shine Your Light Unapologetically podcast. Today, I have here with me Sue Reed, which I am going to kindly ask her to introduce herself. Welcome, and please do tell us a little bit about yourself, Sue. Thank you, Diana, and thank you for inviting me for, to be here. It's, it's lovely meeting you and having this conversation. So, yeah, my name is Sue Reed. I am a Jay Shetty Certified Life and Success Coach. I specialize in confidence, uh, so helping people, particularly women, build their confidence. Um, I totally believe in confidence, self-confidence, starting from self-love. So that's where I like to start with everybody. I am married. I live in Devon in the UK, uh, in a lovely, lovely part of the country. I've been certified for 12 months now. I did work for 42 years in finance. So coaching is, is kind of like my retirement um, little business uh, to keep me occupied. I also write and I also host a podcast myself. And everything I do is at the moment is around confidence because I, I think that's really important because that is that is an area where I suffered for a long time in my life. I love that you brought up because, yes, I do know your podcast is called Building Confidence. And uh, I'm going to post the link below in the episode description. And yet you have not been as confident as you are now always. You have had your own struggles. You went through certain trials, errors, and incredible challenges in order to gain that confidence, to build it first. And even like getting acquainted with the concept took you a certain period of time, which sometimes people just believe it's like this. I just want it now. Why am I not having it yet? I want to be confident. Why am I not confident? I want to be visible. Why am I not visible? <laughs> So I would love for you to delve a little bit deeper into what was your rock bottom that crushed your soul so much that it opened it and allowed the light within to shine so confidently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing and also quite sad, I think, that Oftentimes we have to hit the bottom before we do anything about 
any struggle that we have, we, we tend to let it get worse and worse before we actually make a decision to change and to transform ourselves. So for me, growing up as a, um, a shy girl, basically a shy girl that wanted to fit in to a, a life where I could feel more confident in myself, but didn't. I had strict parents as well, which didn't help. I also had a very intelligent sister, which much as I love her, that didn't help because I always felt I was compared to her because I certainly wasn't the cleverest one. Um, so growing up with that in mind that basically I wasn't I wasn't good enough. <laughs> That's how I grew up thinking I wasn't good enough. So um, that search for acceptance, fitting in and love really led me into some bad relationships because I think sometimes when your self-esteem is low you do get um you attract people that want to take advantage of you and that certainly happened to me and that got me into a marriage which went badly um it started off great but I think the problem is when somebody who is very controlling takes over somebody who isn't so um confident they like to take control. They like to be in charge. It makes them feel better. And then um, what happens is when you, you yourself start to feel stronger, you think, right, I'm in a secure relationship now. I can build my confidence. They want to knock you back down again because then they're starting to lose control. And that's what happened to me. Not physical abuse, but mental abuse, um, which is kind of just as bad because physical bruises, bad as they, they are, they heal. Mental bruises take a lot longer to heal. So that was my rock bottom coming out of a marriage that ended badly. Um, and I felt that I was nothing. I felt that well, I, I felt I had nothing left to live for, to be honest with you. Um, I felt that I had zero confidence. And I, I, I noticed it a few years later, looking back when I realized that all my clothes were either black or white. Um, I didn't have anything that made me stand out. And I think that's because I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to hide away. Um, so that was my rock bottom. And that was when I, I made a decision where well, you can stay here and possibly attract another um, person that wants to control you, or you can stop being a victim and turn your life around. So that's what I decided to do. Wow, that's incredible. I actually have quite a few questions out of it. Starting with this rivalry between siblings. I know I have six siblings, so, <laughs> you know, plenty to compare. If, if I'm going to go there, I was, thanks God, never compared uh, by my parents, but I certainly was compared by my teachers, some of my teachers, with uh, my younger sisters. One of them was very good at maths. I sucked at maths, pardon my French. And mm -hmm. um, the other one was pretty much a little Einstein. I always loved like creative things, anything that was creative and languages. And they would compare them with me in that area. So I always felt a certain challenging emotion towards this <laughs> uh, way of encouraging kids. But this is not the right word. I feel like it's a very positive word and I'm using it 
in a very negative way right now because um, when you really want to encourage someone to shine as their brightest, you do not compare them with. That starts from your own fears. And I would love to dig a bit deeper into the relationship between you and your sister. How did this comparison affected your relationship as siblings? And growing up, what changed? Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's strange because I I had two brothers. Well, I still got two brothers, <laughs> um, and I was very close to them. But my my sister, I think because she was, I mean, she is intelligent, and um, I know now that I do have intelligence. But I was probably intelligent in a different way. But I can't remember my parents ever saying, "Look, she's clever, you're not." But that's how I felt. So that caused some animosity it caused me I think I believe it caused me to feel jealous of her um and she's four years younger than me I can't remember being horrible to her but I know we argued a lot so we were probably horrible to each other as I think a lot of sisters are (laughs) um but she went to grammar school I went to a comprehensive school um she you know went off to university I didn't and the thing is she was expected to do those things she was expected to do well I wasn't expected to do well but I think you know when you've got children in a family I think there are differences between the way children behave you know my older brother was always very very naughty my younger brother was as good as gold um I think because I had this thing of trying to fit in but not being able to I think I was a bit of a rebel so I attracted attention by doing things that I knew would would upset my parents and I think my older brother did as well Uh, my sister was very intelligent and just wanted to always show that she was the the cleverest one so she always made sure she did well in school (laughs) whereas I if I went to school it was lucky because I hated school so so yeah so there was a bit of a, a lot of competition between us I think um, and probably a lot of animosity. And then as we grew up, we, well, we kind of grew apart for a while because my sister moved away and um, the family didn't see her for a little while anyway because of a row she'd had with my father. So um, she obviously was a bit of a rebel as well. But now she lives around the corner from me. <laughs> so, so, you know, all, all of those years and now she's just living around the corner. And, you know, I, I, we're, we're close as sisters. So, you know, we're not together all the time. Um, but if she needs me, I'm here and vice versa. She's a counsellor. I'm a coach. Um, I went into finance. That was my career. I had a really good career. My sister went into therapy, stayed in therapy. So, you know, she's done like managerial roles, but she's always been very into the counseling coaching side. So it's strange that we ended up without planning it, that I was a a life coach and she was a a therapist. (laughs) And yet so complimentary towards each other. What a beautiful relationship built the both of you. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, sometimes... People just know what they really and truly want from a very young age, such as your sister. She really knew that is my thing. Like my younger sister knew from the very beginning, she likes sports. She is within sports. She's a personal 
trainer and now a human fitness coach. She's incredible. I have my highest respect for her. And she is also like the first one who healed this money wound in our family. Now, you also mentioned you used to wear black and white clothes. Somehow that struck a chord within me, knowing that black and white are defined as non-colors, although I feel like white is brilliance because it encompasses all colors, actually. And yet the way we perceive it as human beings is like non-colors washouts, um, elegant, and yet, you know, introvert, um, beautiful, but not really, I mean, it fits in, but it depends what mold, because colors are bold, colors do not really fit with each other all the time, like there are complementary colors, and then there are colors that really do not get along, <laughs> and I would love to ask you, what changed? First of all, why is it that black and white dominated your wardrobe? I would like to go a bit deeper into that. And then when and how did those colors finally step into your wardrobe and you stepped into your power? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was younger, um, it wasn't a problem. I, I wore a lot of colors. Um, I think it was towards the end of my marriage and coming out of my marriage when I was in that like deep sinking deeper into a hole. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. It was a, a, a subconscious decision because it was only when I looked back, I think kind of as I became more confident as I'd been working on myself, because confidence I believe is a skill it's not something you have or don't have it's something that you build um and as i built my confidence i realized well you are wearing quite boring clothes you know why why do you do that why don't you i mean it's easier at work because at work you wear a suit and so you know you wear a dark suit and a, a white shirt so that kind of fits in but out of work you don't need to wear like always um, you know, black trousers and a, a white top or even gray, it's like fade to gray, <laughs> even some gray clothes, like not really wearing bright colors. Um, but I think as I got more confident, I thought I'm going to buy myself some new clothes. I'm going to start to to dress up a little bit when I go out. Um, I think it just was a like a natural, I think it was a natural progression as part of being more confident. You want to like a flower you want to bloom you want to show yourself off more beautiful and what do you feel that other women who are going through a similar period right now and they just want to believe that black and white is all there is what words of encouragement would you provide for them mm, i would say to any well any woman who's in an unhappy marriage to do something about it that doesn't necessarily mean get up and leave it means do something about it find somebody to talk to um and either repair your marriage make it better 
or finish it because nobody should be living a life where they are unhappy. I stayed for a while because I believed that my mother used to say to me, you've made your bed, now you need to lie on it. And that wasn't necessarily about my marriage. It was something she used to say, you know, if you made a mistake, you've got to live with that. But that stuck in my head. And I thought, this is my fault. I've brought him into my world. So I have to live this life. You don't, you don't have to live any life. You can choose the life you want. So I would first of all say to any woman or man who is in this situation, um, do something about it, either leave or fix it, but don't stay unhappy. Secondly, I would say, whichever you choose, start to work on yourself because loving yourself is the most important thing you could possibly do in your life. And so many people don't love themselves. When you look in the mirror, who is it that's looking back at you? And there is a a great exercise I could share that comes from the motivational speaker and author, Lisa Nichols, who it's called a mirror exercise. And she says, every morning, do this exercise, look in the mirror, look straight into your own eyes and say three things that you feel grateful for in your life. Then after that, say three things that you need to forgive yourself for in your life. And then finally, say three things that you are going to change in your life to make it better and do that every single morning. So three things that you're proud of, grateful for, three things, so the negative is in the middle, three things that you forgive yourself for, and three things that you are going to do to make your life better from now. And do that every single day. And it doesn't matter if you repeat the same thing, but try and think of new things each time. When I started doing that, the three forgiveness ones had me in tears it I completely broke down but it that is that's it coming out of you that's releasing and because you're talking to yourself I mean if you can say it out loud that's brilliant but if not say it mentally but you are talking to yourself um so that's that's another thing I'd recommend well as you build your self-love you will automatically want to buy more colorful clothes so if you are finding well my clothes are pretty boring you will um want to come out of your shell a little bit and and blossom beautifully said and thank you so very much for sharing that exercise funnily enough i always do the um, gratefulness and the visualization of the day I'm not really doing the three things I forgive myself unless I do the full moon rituals. So I am going to actually do this exercise for at least 21 days and see what it brings for me because I'm always open for a challenge and I absolutely loved the way you you brought it in and it, it does resonate with me. So beautiful people, if it resonates with you, do so and shall you feel... You would love to take it uh, a notch up to reach out to Surid. All the details uh, on how to get in touch with her will be provided in the episode description. Now, moving forward, what was the first step 
So what you're saying is pretty much Robin Sharma through his book as an intermediary was there for you as a first step into building your confidence. Yes. Actually, uh, I was looking because I know I have the book and um, I have not yet read it. I read the, uh, the other two with uh, the leader with no title and mm-hmm. the 5 a.m. club. Yeah. And yet I have not read that one. And I also have like pretty much all of his books. So I only read two out of the, I have five, six. I'm not sure if those are all his books, actually. But I got the, I, I got them as presents because as soon as I, uh, I read the first one, uh, my birthday was coming up. So I said uh, to a few of my friends, anything you can find from this guy, please bring, bring them on. Funnily enough, I got the uh, monk who sold his Ferrari three times. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's a message in there. You've got to read it. <laughs> right? And yet I gave it as a gift as well. Like two of them, I gave them as a gift. And uh, now you saying this, yes, I do have to read it. It's it's um, actually going to take the top place on my next read because it feels like it is a sign. Sue, it's it's incredible this uh, this episode on how much value you can bring in such a short time, and I want to be mindful of that as well. So, if you would have a blueprint on how to build confidence in five steps. What would those five steps be? (laughs) Okay, off the top of my head, I would say, well, the first step is to um, love yourself. So to practice loving yourself, you need to, I would do the mirror exercise. I would watch what I call become the watchers, watch your thoughts. What are you telling yourself? Because so often, you know, we do something and we say, oh, you're so stupid. Oh, you never get anything right. You look awful in this dress. Stop doing that. Just notice when you are doing it and don't beat yourself up for doing it because that's the same thing. Just, just always try and, what I try and do is live from your heart. So self-love, do the mirror exercise. Number two, Watch what you're saying to yourself. Um, Make sure that you are not using two negative words with yourself. Uh, And when you are just with love, stop yourself and say, that's not what you think. This is what you think and change it to something more positive. So watch yourself talk. Uh, Number three, I would say smile more. We as grownups do not smile enough. Children, I think on on average, children smile 400 times a day and we smile about 20 times a day. <laughs> so absolutely. And that's been proven. So smile more, make an effort, smile at everybody yeah. that you see, even if they completely ignore you or look at you like you're mad, just smile at them. <laughs> uh, number four, start reading books or if you don't want to read books listen to podcasts or watch youtube videos find somebody you really admire whether that is you know brenny brown or jay shetty or robin sharma um listen to their podcasts watch them um watch the youtube videos read their books just find people you really admire um marissa peer and just take it all in as much as you can um 
that's four, I think. Number five would be take action on everything you learn. So just take it step by step. And if I if I give you a sixth one, it would be enlist help, um, have a, a life coach to work with. The reason for doing that is because it speeds things up. It took me probably to get to where I am today, which is pretty confident. I would say it's taken me 30 years from when I um, first started suffering. So that's a long, long time to be working on yourself. And that doesn't mean that, you know, it's taken 29 years of misery and then suddenly I was happy. It's been a step-by-step process, gradual, which is building a skill. It's like building a muscle. You get stronger and stronger as you go. So I would say if you want to speed that up, work with somebody because it is worthwhile, but make sure it's somebody that you connect with. So always have that free call first, always take advantage of that to make sure you connect with the person. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This literally was from the top of your head because I never have a script and I just challenge people right here, right now. And I love these steps because they resonate with me, first of all. And second of all, I would highly encourage you to take notes, beautiful people on that. And shall you decide um, that Sue is the one you would love to go further with, please do get in touch with her. She is also about to release an ebook, if I remember correctly. What is that about? So, yeah, so I've been working on this for a, a little while, and but I'm knuckling down and focusing on it now. Um, so by the time this episode goes out, it will be available and it's going to be in conjunction with a newsletter, which I'm going to start. So the book itself is on self-love. Um, it doesn't actually have a title yet, but it will be about 30 pages and it will be um on on the subject of self-love and also some steps again that you can follow the mirror exercise is in there so uh it will be in the book um and that will be free if you sign up for my newsletter and if you sign up for my newsletter i will every week send you hints and tips and and steps for building your confidence and your self-love so it will be an ongoing process and then in the future i will be releasing um courses as well some of them will be free some of them will be paid for so that's all the stuff I'm, i'm working on at the moment so yeah by the time this episode goes out um if you send me your email address I will send you my newsletter and you will have access to the free ebook as well. Well, thank you, Sophia, for your time. It's been great. I absolutely love creating this with, uh, with you. There are quite a few things in there that I feel is going to resonate with so many um, people and it certainly resonated with me as well. Now, I have this... Um, little game in a way or another at the end of the episode it's called three lightning questions whatever comes up and you don't have like too long to think of it is like on the spot as quick as possible if you would have a self-empowerment tool on confidence that you would shout out from the rooftops about what would it be Affirmations is the word that that jumped up for me. So having affirmations. And what is your favorite affirmation? 
my favorite affirmation at the moment is I am love, I am the light. I certainly love that. And the last question, if you would have to pick a color that suits every area of your life, what would it be? Green. <laughs> if you came to my house, you'd guess that. I love green, but I find green is earthy. It's gentle. It To me, it represents um, nature. And that's me. <laughs> Beautiful. And it's the primary color of the heart chakra. So fair enough. You're <laughs> living from your heart. <laughs> I am. Well, beautiful soul, thank you so very much for taking the time to be here with me and my listeners here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in, for taking your time to listen to this. And remember that for this to work, you have to take the steps towards its implementation. Live it as you breathe it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And until the next episode, keep on shining your light unapologetically. Embody your essence and shine your light unapologetically. Do not deem it for others to feel safe Instead, be brilliant and attract those who are a vibrational match for you in the here and now.